Today on the Ask a Photographer podcast, we're going to see what's more versatile for wedding photography, a 24 to 70 or a 70 to 200. Hello and thank you for listening to this episode of the Ask a Photographer podcast. My name is Mike and I'm from Biblino.com. Today's question comes from Zane and Zane's asking, to cover a wedding successfully, am I able to cover a wedding with either a 24 to 70 or a 70 to 200? Which one is more versatile? Or would I be better to use a prime lens instead like a 50mm? Hey Zane, thanks for your question. Really, any one of those three lenses that you've mentioned, you could uh, you could shoot a whole wedding. You will definitely get different looks to the wedding and you will also get um, some restrictions with uh, your photography as well. Now, it's not to say that any one of those, or any one of those lenses is, is going to make your photography worse or better it just really comes down to the environment that you're photographing in so to answer your question let's look at the four different areas that you, you would photograph on a wedding day so the first would be the getting ready photos the second obviously would be the ceremony then there's the wedding portraits or even the group photos or um, and then of course the reception so if we start at the getting ready photos well most people, when they get ready for a wedding, it's either in a hotel room, their you know unit or con- condo, or um, you know a house could be their their parents' house or even their house. A, a hotel room, from my experience, I don't know, maybe it's just me. I just attract a certain type of uh, client, but there's just stuff everywhere. There's bags because people have come in from interstate or they've just stayed there for a day or two and they've just brought so many bags. And then. You know, you've got to move furniture around or even you've got to pick up and move bags out of the way to make the room look nice and clean. In that environment, using a 24 to 70, because it's so cramped, um, works quite well. Sometimes even using uh, an even wider lens, like a 16 to 35, you know, work out really, really well for you. But also, if I um, say maybe take a little bit closer shots, um, I want to do some maybe some portraits of the bride or groom, you know, guys putting it, his tie on um, I can really zoom into his hands tying the tie or even buttering butting his jacket up the same applies for the bride you know putting in earrings or even if um, they're getting makeup done so you can potentially use both lenses and it just really depends on how much room you've got on the day now the ceremony the ceremony is one of those locations where you really at the house rules if the minister or, or priest says no flash then there's no flash so then you have to go with like a 2.8 or a 1.8 lens or even a uh, f2 lens but then they may also say to you you are not allowed to get close to the bride and groom because you're going to be distracting the patrons which has happened to me before i've been told by a minister that i can't photograph any closer than the last set of guests so i had to photograph uh, using a 70 to 200 with a 1.4 converter which made the lens to become a uh, an f4 260 mil lens i believe roughly about there now it meant that i got i got close i mean with a little bit of cropping it allowed me to get close but then there's there's other places where they've said you know you can photograph wherever you want just you know no flash and that's fine what i tend to do is i kneel down in the aisle um, and i also will kneel down on the side if I have to I don't want to get in anybody's way um, let's let's be honest we're there as a guest and we don't want to uh, you know bother anybody and plus it, it it just makes other people 
give you a bit more respect when it comes to taking photos. They can see that you're trying to do the right thing by them and they'll give you a little bit more leeway or even move out of your way. So I like to get nice and close, maybe up to the first uh, row of seats where the, uh, the parents are and kneel down and use a 24 to 70 and, and photograph there. I like to do um, kisses that way. Um, also the, the rings or even maybe even um, go a little bit further back and use a 70 to 200. And, and do a similar thing. I like to, of course, um, photograph in landscape and also portrait orientation. And that allows me to get a wide range of photos from the same location. I can also move to the side and use the long end of the 70 to 200 and fire off individual shots of the, the bridesmaids and the groomsmen, as well as the, um, the bride and the groom. So really, those two lenses you can use you know interchangeably throughout the ceremony and it's probably ideal that you do um, I definitely would recommend that now let's go on to say the reception photos well reception photos this really depends on how many people you've got I generally use a 70 to 200 as well as a 24 to 70 I probably would use the 24 to 70 more I'm getting a little bit closer because what, what will happen is that there's, there's certain events that are happening the entrance. And so I'll definitely use a 70 to 200 there. I, I want to, once again, I don't want to get in anybody's way. I'll kneel down and I'll um, start photographing from a distance using the 200 mil end of, of the lens. And as I get closer, I can zoom in, zoom in until, you know, past me. Then, of course, there's going to be things like the cake cutting and the dance, well, you know, using a 24 to 70 is definitely ideal there and they work quite well. But also I like to sometimes stand a little bit behind the guests and use a 24 to 70 and get some of the guests' heads in while they're actually doing the dance to show uh, to show the perspective of what the guests will see, which is quite nice. And it's a bit of a, you know, unique perspective that they probably wouldn't see. Um, so yeah, so that's that's probably the reception. I mean, you know, once again, you've got both lenses, and if you're the type of photographer that wants to just get the shot and and, and not really be mindful of everyone else, then absolutely using something that's quite wide and standing right there, <laughs> right in front of the bride and groom, then um, you know that's uh, that's definitely you can go that way if you really want. But I definitely don't recommend that. Now, lastly, wedding portraits. So you know the bridal party, the bride and groom. But also the group shots, you know, the family photos that potentially happen after the ceremony. So if you start with the group photo with all the family and friends and the family, and starting with families, you know, you've, you've probably got maybe 10 people, even less than 24 to 70 will, will quite work um, well. The, also, if you want to do a big photo of everyone and stepping back a little bit using a 24 to 70, that works really, really well. When it comes to portraits, so like the bride and groom or the bridal party, like the girls, um, you know, you like to get, if you want to get there close and, and interact with them to get, you know, giggles, you know, tell them jokes, then a 24 to 70 will work quite well. Um, I do like using for individual portraits, the 70 to 200 and definitely on the 200 end. Um, that way it's compressing the photo with the background. I'm getting nice separation, but it, it makes them look really good um, where you've just got to be careful sometimes with um, 24 70 especially if you're on the 24 end they can get a little bit of distortion you know get close to people's faces and their noses look big um, and we don't want that we, we want them to to look good on on their wedding day of course you can fix this um, with in lightroom but you know the least amount of effort that we take to edit our photos if we get it right beforehand is probably the best way to go so as you can see zane 24 to 70 and 70 to 200 can really 
photograph the wedding you know quite well you've got you've got the um the both lenses covering a wide range of focal lengths and that's why a lot of photojournalists use that as well as a lot of wedding photographers now there's also wedding photographers that use primes and you mentioned the 50 mil absolutely you can get in there and use you know your 50 mil and to to take photos the majority of the day absolutely you know there'll be times that you may have to step back and you know that's that's really will be left up to you as to to work that out because sometimes some people like to get in there and um and you know to get right in the middle of the action and that's why you know you can use say a 24 mil um, a 35 mil a 50 mil these are all primes you know they're all very good lenses in, in their own right um, especially the 1.2 or 1.4 50 mil man you know you don't have to use a flash you, you can do some pretty creative portraits with that um, and that could actually work in your favor so it just comes down to your shooting style i think as to what is going to be the most versatile lens I personally would recommend having both because if one something does happen to one lens, um, you've got the other one to back you up and you can definitely photograph the wedding without uh, too much hassle. So there you go, Zane. Thanks for your question, and I hope that helps. If you have a question that you'd like featured on the show, go to biblino.com forward slash ask to submit your question. I'd love to hear what you think of the show by going to iTunes or Stitcher and giving me a review and a rating. And don't forget to subscribe so you get notifications of new episodes. Thanks for listening. Until next time, get out and take more photos. Oh look, it's a cat in front of a sunset.